Hello everyone, welcome to Basket News Talks. I'm the host Donatas Rubanas and today we are visiting actually, we are visitors. We are visiting uh, Alexander Nikolic Hall and tonight it was the home of uh, Cervena Zvezda team and Nikola Kalinic, it's a big pleasure to have you here on our show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you Donatas. Welcome to, the, to Belgrade and to Alexander Nikolic Arena, like you said, pioneer, ex-pioneer. I'm yeah. still calling it pioneer, but it's, it, that, that's the same stuff. Yeah, and actually I wanted to start with you from a, with a different game you're passionate about. It's chess. Uh, How did you get uh, into chess? Hmm, well, I started playing with my father, you know, when I was a kid. And I liked it, but then I forgot about the game for, I don't know, for decades. I didn't play at all. And then my teammate in Radnički or somewhere, when I played, he said, hey, let's play online, you know, we didn't have what to do. He was playing, I don't know, in Poland, I was playing somewhere in, I was in Istanbul on some trip or something. So let's play. And I started and I remembered how much I liked to play it and also when I was younger. So I started playing more and more and more and I think I am improving, you know, slowly, but Surely I'm getting better and better and, and we're going to see. I mean, I also took some lessons, but it's very hard to to schedule it with all the trips and games and everything, but it's going well. And also during the summer, I, I try to go and play it outside. You know, I don't know, in Serbia, we have, you know, this... You have Kalemagdan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I once played there, actually. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> You're also playing? Or? Yeah, I was uh, kind of former chess player for quite oh, some nice. time. Yeah. Yeah, so you have outside a lot of people is playing, especially the older people, you know. They're playing bigger. for money, right? Okay, yeah, sometimes, but okay. usually it's for pleasure, you know. The old uh. people go there and they play for hours, you know, they just enjoy and they're trash talking and so it's, exactly. it's very interesting, yeah. What kind of uh, most exciting experiences you had? Did you try to play in park or, for example, in Kalmaragdan? Yeah, I, I, in Kalmaragdan, no, I played in Novi Sad in, uh. in my city during the summer on a beach we have there on Strand. So I played a couple of times over there. And it's always fun, you know, you, you start not uh, fighting, uh, trash talking mm -hmm. with, with these old people and they have the jokes, you know, from, from 20, 30 years ago. It's always fun, you know, and they don't expect, you know, for, for somebody to know to play. So mm -hmm. it, it's interesting. Always. So tell me about all these reactions. I mean, all, usually it's older people playing chess uh, outside. Yeah. And then you're coming, you're approaching Nikola Kalinic. Everybody knows basketball in this country. So they, they, they should be quite surprised, right? Uh, well, yes, but it happened also that they first this guy who, who was playing, he didn't even pay the attention. He, he, he just played and then after that they told him, ah, you played against him. And he was like, oh, I couldn't believe. Or I remember I made some trick in the opening, you know, so I beat him and I said, I don't want to play anymore. And I, and I had to go with my girlfriend somewhere. So he was, ah, oh, no, you must return. Come back tomorrow. I'm going to be here from seven in the morning to five o'clock in the afternoon. You, you need to come to give me a rematch. I said, okay, I'm going to come. I come and he beat me, to be honest, but it was a good, good game. So I, it's interesting. What do you like about chess the most? Well, I like the, that you are competing and you have all the same resources, you know, so it's just board is the same same figures and you're just playing against man against man there is no you know okay it's one-on-one -on -one, no teammates no and any other stuff so it's just you against other guy and also you need to think you need to be aware all the time and i think i improved really my offensive game in basketball when i started playing uh, chess because you in chess you need to attack at least i understand it like that if you're not if you're passive you 
usually gonna lose if you don't have idea what you want to attack. So I tried also to implement some of those stuff in, in, in basketball. So I also improved my basketball skills. Uh, I mean, at least thinking and after that skills with, with chess. So I like that and it's very strategic, very tactic. So it's, it's for me, it's a big fun to play. Actually, actually, that's what I wanted to ask you because at least in Lithuania, we like kind of to say that, oh, he's playing like a chess master because he he's thinking few moves ahead of uh, yeah. what's what's happening. Does it fit on you how the way how you read the game? Does it, it's kind of the same how do you try to read the moves you're going to do on the on the chessboard? Yeah, of course. I mean, that's the the one of the most important things in chess uh, is to try to to have the next move or to try to think what your what your opponent is going to do and what you're going to do. So, like you said, it's 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 not similar at all, but it's very similar, you know, it's mm -hmm. uh, you're static, you're sitting in a place, but the thinking is kind of similar, at least in my opinion, chess and basketball and probably every other sport. I mean, I didn't play some other sports, probably they could say for some other things. Who are the best chess players from the basketball uh, court, uh, from your friends or you ever met any anybody? Well, no, I have to be honest, I didn't find so many so many uh, now the assistant coach told me he, he can play a little bit but we still didn't didn't play we are probably we're gonna do it on some away games uh, but no i did i didn't meet any basketball player or coach somebody that plays but for sure there is just it's not as popular i think now it's starting a little bit this uh, tv show that was clean gambit mm -hmm. and things that Magna, um, Carlson is doing, uh, Magnus Carlson is doing, so probably now it's getting a little bit more popular, getting some attention, but you know. Did you watch Queen's not... Gambit? No, 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 not yet, okay. but I know that I have sometimes, I don't want to watch some TV shows, uh -huh. I'm saving them for some moments when I'm sick or mm -hmm. injured or when quarantine, Corona quarantine started, so it was great to watch some TV shows that that I didn't, you know, that I know that, that they are good, but I don't want to watch them. I don't want to waste them, you know, on, on some not important time in my life, or how to say it. You don't want to waste your time, more or less, yeah. Yeah, but also... To spend good quality Exactly, time. exactly. Mm -hmm. While I can go outside, while I can do something, I want to do it. You know, if I am sick and I have to lay down in my bed, okay, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay in my bed, you know, so... Let's get back to the basketball-related questions. Uh, and uh, we're talking two days after the Serbian Cup uh, final. And I don't know uh, when you said this, I uh, just read in one of your interviews, but your dream uh, was to wear Zvezda jersey and to beat Partizan. Can it get bet any better than that to beat Partizan in the Serbian Cup final? And at the same time, when it seemed like there were so many expectations. The expectations around Partizan were so high. Jelko Bradovic is coming back. Everybody starts talking about Partizan. But Zvezda, you were kind of, you know, under the spotlight, but you beat them and quite solidly for the second time of the season. Does it add any, you know, does it make the uh, victory even sweeter? Yeah, I mean, you asked long questions. <laughs> Sorry. You say also the half of the, the answer. Uh, I'm kidding, but uh, I don't know about that dream. Maybe I said one time that my dream was to play for Red Star, to play for the national team, and I succeeded in both of those dreams in, when I was 20-something, I don't know, mm -hmm. 24, 25. So for that, it was a little bit strange for me, and I I was finding a motivation to, to keep playing and to keep improving, you know, because I, I came from some smaller 
smaller city in Serbia, not so long basketball tradition like Čačak or Belgrade or anything else. So it was strange, you know. But to answer on your question, yeah, I mean, uh, I think they also made a mistake with all the hype they made in the, in the newspapers, in the media, whoever came to their club, they made like he's, you know, Michael Jordan and... But that happens, probably the people are tired of Red Star winning uh, championships or Adriatic League, so they want something new. Also, Zhelko's coming, I mean, wherever Zhelko comes, he is... He he's a star or he attention is on him and spotlight. So even when we were in Turkey or wherever we came to every Turkish city or in Euroleague, everybody wants to do interview with him, to take a picture with him. So it's 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 a natural, you know, to to be like that. <clears throat> we are believing in ourselves, we are believing in our in our work, uh, in our practices, in our games, and I think we are improving also throughout the season. I think we are a better team now than we were on, on the on the beginning of the season, we also figured some things out. Uh, we find everybody found roles. I think it's it's going well so far in the season for Red Star. Mm, talking about that spotlight, all the attention. Did it kind of bother you guys? You know, watching all this hype, reading all these stories about uh, Partizan. Does it affect players, or it, uh, let's say, um, does it make even more hungry? You know, to to show everybody. Yeah, of that's... course, of course. I mean, it's it's natural, especially the people who are here for a long time. You know, so maybe they got a little bit, how to say, uh, bored of everything, and they are not so hungry. And then you make them. You know, the whole summer they're reading. Oh, the partisan brought this player. He's better than some players in Red Star. Uh, they're gonna kill them this year. No, so that makes. I mean, it just uh, cups. We have. Mm -hmm. A lot more games to play, but you know, like you said, probably made all the all the players that are here maybe for five, six, seven seasons that are getting a little bit tired of everything. It made them more motivated, and so far, it's working good for us. What do you think? Uh, what makes Zvezda a better team uh, so far? Well, exactly that. We are a better team. I think they have great individuals, but they are still not team. They are still finding. They still didn't find uh, the way how to play together. A lot of things they're doing is just individually great talent or great skills. And I think that, that, that that's the problem for them. We, we are more solid. We are, I think, have better chemistry and I think we are a better team. So I think that decided so far in, in during the season. I mean, in these two derbies that we played so far. I watched some pictures in this corridor, actually behind that door, there's a picture of 2014 and 15 season. You were celebrating a triple crown, if I'm right. It was your yeah. first and only season before with Zvezda. Yeah. And you were winning the triple crown. What that group of guys had and do you see any similarities what this uh, team has right now? Yeah, I mean, that team, <clears throat> uh, it was I mean, great to be a part of that team. It was the first year when Red Star, after I think 13 years of Partizan winning every national championship, theoretically, I don't know, so seven, eight years or something like that. So it was the first time that Red Star won. So it was really a big deal for everybody. Everybody were celebrating on the streets in on Malik Alamegdan. I think this is the picture from Malik Alamegdan after the finals. Uh, it's me with the flair to be. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that's here. Uh, so the, the fans were waiting for us. It was a great party. Everybody was so happy to finally not seeing Partizan anymore winning. So it was a great team. Talents also, talent-wise, and also the, how to say, it was great personalities. Everybody were 
very professional, they're very great, easygoing guys. So, I mean, Boban Marjanovic was then there, Marcus Williams, Charles Jenkins, Jakob Lajic, I don't know, Luka Mitrovic, okay, was here still, <clears throat> Branko Lazic, uh, Dangovic uh, from Partizan now. So it was a great group of guys and Tirbes was also here. So it was, it was great to play there. We all are remembering that season like one of the best in our in our careers because we were all hanging out together, we were, we were winning games, we also first time at, I don't know, top 16 in Euroleague, so it was a really great season and also that's why people sometimes say to me, oh, how long were you in Red Star, three or four years, how long? I said, no, only one, because a lot of things happened, a lot of, lot of memories, but it was great. And does this team has anything, what that team had actually, do you see any similarities? Well, I, I don't because it's totally different. Uh, we had Boba Marjanovic, we had a guy that we were putting the feeling inside and we were putting basketball to him. And after that, when everybody started double teaming him, everything went uh, outside. We had uh, also Marcus Williams, who was uh, as a point guard, he was a how to say, floor general or he was finding everybody. So we had two of them and okay, this year maybe you can say Nate Walters and me so far were those two go-to guys, but I think this team is more solid, more like hardworking, you know, like a miners, you know, to go into the mine and we have work, we're going to play hard every game, we're going to give our best, we're going to put our bodies on the line, we're going to try to play physical, to play defense, to run, and I think it's not easy to play against us. I mean, Maybe I remember one or two games that somebody blow us out totally during the season and we are playing against great teams, especially in Euroleague. So we are always, we are trying, we are giving our best. We had a couple of losses that, that we shouldn't maybe, but okay, it's also a process of learning. So, I mean, also for me, it's the first time maybe after I don't know how many years to, to be a leader in the team to 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 have the ball in those moments. So I also made many mistakes, but I'm trying to improve and I'm hoping that as the season goes, I'm going to be better and better. Yeah, and Zvezda signed you as a leader, uh, to be a man, to, to be a go-to man, to, to be that uh, mentor for, for the other guys. And watching social media, watching uh, Zvezda fans, it seemed like you were kind of, you know, welcomed as the messiah, you know, for, for all this organization, especially when Partizan were making all these signings. And what's similar between Partizan and Zvezda that both Zhelkov was also greeted kind of mm. as a, you know, big king uh, who's back in town. And I don't know if you had any chance, for example, to talk with Jelko, but if you had a chance to have a dinner with him, uh, would you ask him about how it feels uh, for him, you know, to, to go through this experience with all these expectations, with all these, let's say, crazy expectations, because uh, when both of these fan bases have you back, they want everything, uh, they cannot see anything else uh, besides winning, you know. Yeah, that's crazy because <clears throat> you have two, like you said, fan bases or armies of a lot of people is watching and the winner can be only one. So obviously a lot of people are going to be disappointed, you know, only the colors are going to be different. So I don't know. I mean, we had some contacts during the summer. He asked me, if, I mean, he, he asked me, agents and also me, would I come there? I said that I cannot do that because I would make... Uh, I didn't want to and it would be, you know, stupid after, like you said, uh, I am on a lot of pictures, winning trophies with uh, Red Star, or celebrating with the fans and I don't think it's appropriate to, you know, to change your colors like that. And also if you don't have to, I mean, if you, 
if you can play for rest star still why not so uh, but I didn't understand the question. Did I went to dinner? If I went to if, dinner, how yeah. would... If, for example, if you have a dinner for like one or two hours, what would you like to discuss about your current situation with all these expectations uh, coming at you and kind of having the similar situation for both of you? Yeah, we'll probably to ask him for experience, but I think he's very experienced in, in wherever he went. Uh, it was high expectations, you know. <clears throat> when he came to Turkey, probably... It was same and he was in Greece, uh, so probably I would ask him for some tips or advices how to handle that, uh, on what to pay attention. I mean, well, it's different. He's a coach and I'm a player, so it's also different. Um, I mean, way of living, style. But what I always say from Jelko, I think I learned, okay, aside from basketball, I learned about professionalism, you know, how to be a professional in your work, how to behave, how to... Uh, how to put your time in it, in, in basketball, in your work, and I think I improved also in that a lot during those five years in, in, in Fenerbahce. You mentioned one interesting thing uh, when Jelko tried to approach you, you know, what would you think about joining him in Partizan? Because uh, personally, that was one of the first things I thought about uh, Jelko. When he signed with Partizan and when you were a free agent, a free agent I was like, it's, it, it's gonna be for sure that he will try to sign you, but what you said about it would be inappropriate uh, for, for Zvezda. It's something that not all the players have. If, even in Lithuania, we had some uh, examples when captains of Ritas said that, oh, there's no way I will ever play for Zhargiris. Like two, two years later, he's, he's wearing uh, Zhargiris uh, jersey. What I was mean, your... the situations are different. Mm. I, I always say if you are, for example, I don't know, you played in Ritas and they were maybe struggling in EuroCup and you have an offer from Jalgiris and it's EuroLeague, you know. Mm. So I could, uh, I can understand that, that you want to try to play on higher level or you maybe get a good offer, money, I don't know, money-wise or what. Then I totally understand. I mean, at the end of the day, we are just playing for, I don't know, 10, 15 years and what you... Financially, what you take, you took, you know. You cannot play with 40 years, so... But if you don't have to, I really don't understand some guys that are in, in their best years, they can play wherever they want and they, I don't know. So you I were mean, surprised by Spanulis probably, you know, switching from Panaikos to Okay, Vindiakos. he also had his reasons. He mm -hmm. wanted to, he wanted to prove to everybody that he can be the main guy, you know, that mm -hmm. he can be the guy. And he couldn't do it in Panathinaikos with all the players that were there. At, at least I am, I, it's how I see it, you know, I don't know, was it like that? I never talked mm -hmm. with him. So... He, he, he thought that he didn't have enough space in Panathinaikos, so he decided, I want to go there and to prove to everybody that I'm the guy. And he did it. Mm -hmm. And it's an story. And he almost changed all the, how do you say, the, the whole landscape of European yeah, basketball. Yeah, exactly. Basketball, Greek basketball. The Olympiakos started rising, and since then, Panathinaikos started a little bit going down. So, I mean, it's. This is how it goes. But for some players, I understand. Some other players, I, I don't, don't ask me for examples because I cannot mm. think about it right now. Mm. But there is a lot. As you said, I mean, it happens in, in Lithuania. It happens everywhere. So it's, it's part of the job. I don't know. I, I didn't feel like that. Maybe some other guy. I don't know. Mm. What were uh, people uh, around you thinking about this? Uh, maybe they tried to, let's say, convince you to think about it more, about partisan. I mean, like family, friends? or Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a long time ago, I, I cut all the all the influences from mm. my kind of, you know, family. Yeah, it's my decision, and I I'm holding like that. I'm gonna decide, and I mean, it's my career. It's my okay. Obviously, 
if you have wife, kids, okay, you're gonna ask them. But if you don't, I mean, I think I don't, I don't. I'm always joking with my father. He made the first contract for me when I went to Novi Sad. It was some crazy contract. It was like four years without any outs. way of out, <laughs> any outs, any way of racing. It was uh, 300 <clears throat> euros per month, 300, 600, 900, 1,200 for four years for without four years. any exit, Locked. without anything. And he was like, okay, you're going to be there in that uh, city. You're going to go to university, you're going to finish school, you're going to be, you know, everything is going to be okay. And they ask, like, does he need the food? He said, no, 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 he's going to live with his sister. He, she is going to cook. They're going to cook together. And, I said, and I'm sitting with him and I'm watching. I mean, why are you crazy? They also do you need, like, an apartment or something? He said, no, 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 I told you he's going to sit with, uh, with <laughs> oh, he's going to live with his sister. So, and I'm like this and I couldn't believe it. You know? And I said, no, 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 you something. <laughs> I said, to him, <laughs> I said to him, now you made my contract and, and never, I respect you, you're a great father, but you're not going to do anything in my basketball career anymore. So since then, that was 10 years ago, I don't know. So. And after that, I made, uh, I managed to, they were late for some payments. And then after two years, I managed to get out of the, that contract. So, but it was interesting, you know. And now you finally, you're coming back uh, to Zvezda, as you said, uh, coming back at after seven years now as a leader, not just that young uh, up and coming uh, player. And you have to, to be that leader for the uh, group of guys. And I've heard, I was told that you're a good host. You like hosting people. I don't know either at your house or at restaurants, but you like to gather people uh, together. Is that right? And what's the idea behind it? Well, I don't know. I, I'm, try, I'm trying to, you know, to keep everybody together because I think when you are, okay, you're teammates, but if you're also friends, it's going to work better, you know, or you don't have to be friends. I don't like that team buildings when everybody are, okay, now be in the, in the same room, 15 people and, okay, do something, you know, and everybody are on their phones, they're waiting, okay, two hours, man, and I'm going to go home, you know. If you want to come, come. I mean, if you don't want to come, come. I'm always going to invite you somewhere. I'm with my friends going to this place. So if you want to come and join us, come. We're going to talk on English. We're going to have fun. I, I, I don't have, I don't know what we're going to do, but let's hang out. You know, let's see, you know, I'm going to he hear something from you. You're going to hear something from me. I can help you if you need something in Belgrade, in Serbia, or maybe also when I went to Turkey and after that to Valencia, sometimes you feel lonely, you know. So, and that, that's the thing. Okay, we are grown males we are especially balkan you know we are not showing emotions and everything but sometimes especially for example the guys from states they come here i, I know last year derek williams he was in valencia whole season nobody come from state couldn't come because of coronavirus mm. restrictions so he was okay some friends were coming from germany i don't know but no nobody from his people you know nobody from the familiar faces came to visit him you know to to Valencia, I mean, that must be hard. At the end of the day, you are, you know, you're a human being. You want to see somebody, you want to touch somebody to, you know. So that's why I'm trying to, especially the foreigners, to, to try to, to implement them? them, you know, in the whole, in the lifestyle and to show them places to, if I can, and, and that stuff. Also, I mean, I knew that before we were doing that before, but also Jelko was doing that a lot in Fenerbahce, always organizing some dinners or something, trying to, you know, <clears throat> to make people talk with each other, to, in basketball or non-basketball, but it's, you know, to be together and to, it's going to function better, I think.
Yeah, I remember that even in Shara's book, he wrote that Zhelkov was always encouraging players even to go out, to have drinks, whatever, but just to get everybody, not just to, to, to go with some groups of guys. Exactly. And to be open. I mean, if you have clans, you know, or you have three, four guys there, three, four guys there, three, four guys there, and then they're only hanging out together. And then, I mean, okay, obviously you're gonna, you cannot be good with everybody or, you know, it's some, or with somebody you're gonna be better, you have same interests, you, you watch same movies, same TV shows, same music, I don't know, but you need to be with everybody, you know, in some decent relations. And for, for, for a team to work, I mean, it's not just basketball, I think every team needs to have that. You mentioned Jelko as kind of an example for, for you know, bringing people together. You played in Fenerbahce with many great uh, veterans, many great uh, leaders. What kind of uh, leadership examples did you take uh, from them? Is there anything you like the most? Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of things, especially those things aside from basketball, you know, in the locker room, how to... Also, Perantic was a great example for that always. Even if somebody don't want to, he's like, no, 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 you must come at least, come for, I don't know, half an hour and then you go your way. But you're gonna come, you know, you're gonna pay respect to the event and then you can do whatever you want. Or all the other, I don't know, Gigi Datome also always calm, always thinking, not never losing it, you know, to the referees or to the anybody, everything else. So those are great things. I've seen Angular was also always, I don't know, he goes to the cafeteria, he brings coffee or he brings cookies. I mean, those are small things, but people like that because, oh, somebody was thinking about me or you come to the locker room and you have something, oh, this is great, where did you buy that? And then you start, you know, so those are some small things that can, that can improve the, the whole team. Yeah, I liked your quote uh, when you explained why you decided to come home. You, you mentioned that you kind of won a lot of things. Okay, not everything, but yeah. a lot of things. You were paid well in uh, all these years and especially during uh, Corona times, you decided that it, who knows what can happen and you want to be uh, close to your family. Tell, tell us about Subotica, Novisad, home and your family. What is all about uh, for you? Because I even heard that even now when you have any day off, you, you usually try to go home. Uh, to this yeah. like two or three hours away from, from Belgrade, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, so what it says, two hours in Novi Sad, where I live is like between, so it's one hour mm. from Belgrade, one hour from Novi Sad, but <clears throat> exactly, like, I mean, you again gave answer. That, that's so, a bit question then. <laughs> uh, yeah, like you, like you just said, I've been away for some time, I had the luck to play in great teams, to learn a lot of basketball, to, to win a lot of titles, to earn a decent money, so at least for somebody it's great money, for somebody it's bad money, I think it's great money, so so I decided to, to find a new challenge in my career, you know, I wanted to go somewhere where I can be a leader, that doesn't matter, it's EuroLeague, but I wanted to see if I can do it, if I'm capable for doing that. I wanted to be closer to my family, like you said, also I'm, I was in during the Corona time and you're there, your parents are older, you, you don't know if they're good, maybe something needs, maybe they get Corona or some other stuff and then you're somewhere away, you're thinking about it like this, I go into my car and I'm with them two hours, do you need something? Yes, I'm gonna come in two hours, you know, for me in this moment of my life and that means a lot and also with my friends I lost a little bit relations with them because it's just life you know you are on one place and somebody else in the sun trying also to reconnect with them so those are some of the 
some of the reasons why why <clears throat> I decided. And I think I so far, I mean, they were good and bad things, but I'm I'm satisfied so far. And could you give us a promotion of your hometown, for example? Why it is so special? Oh, yeah, why it is so uh, so cool to go back? Uh, well, earlier I didn't like Subotica so much because I was younger and it's a little bit smaller, so there's not a, <clears throat> a lot of things to do. You know, you're young, you want to go to the city, you want to go out, you want to <clears throat> meet new people every every weekend, you know, to, you know. So I didn't like it and I just wanted to to flee, you know, to go away. I wanted to go to, to the States, to the college, that was the first idea. Then I went to Novi Sad, it's a little bit bigger. But now I like it because it's calm, you know, we have like some saying that on the north of the Serbia, people are more calm there. Like it was like earlier, it was, how to say, Austro-Hungarian Empire and the south was more Ottoman Empire. So on the south, they say they're a little bit more temperament, faster, everything is quicker. And then we, us on the north, we are a little bit more calmer, easy going, you know, <clears throat> the wider streets, everything is less. So I like that and it's great uh, architecture. I mean, I don't know if you've been, you should go there, it's, how you say, secession, I don't know, maybe. <clears throat> it's on that late part, it's similar, the architecture is similar like Barcelona. Mm. So, like this Parguel and stuff mm -hmm. like that, a lot of things, especially from the nature and those kind of elements. Uh, we have a great zoo, we have a city house that is very nice, a lot of green, a lot of trees. Uh, the food is great. A little bit spicy. I don't know if you like it. And okay, I have a have, bad experience with spicy yeah. food, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I like. Also, Palic Lake is incredible. Also, if you go, you should go there. And that's more or less. I don't know. Maybe I probably forgot many things, but that, that's that's for Subotica. And Novi Sad also. It's it's a great place. It's <clears throat> between Subotica and Belgrade. It's not as big as Belgrade. Not as quiet as Ulitsa, in my opinion, it's a perfect mixture. Also, you have the river, the Danube is there. Fruška Gora mountain is also very close. So, I'm always like to say you have everything you need in life on walking distance. You know, on Novi Sad, you have river, you have mountain, you have places to go, I don't know, cinema, going out, restaurants and everything. You, you can walk or drive a bicycle, you know. So, so when you retire, you're coming to... That's the idea, yeah, Novi Sad, mm -hmm. probably, or Subotica. As I as I'm growing older, I like more and more Subotica. You know? I like I I'm starting to understand what what are the values, <clears throat> but I think Novi Sad is a perfect combination of those two. And in Subotica, you're building a basketball team, or you're just enjoying your life, no, playing I'm chess at parks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going with older people, <clears throat> and retired <laughs> people, and and playing chess and chilling and. No, maybe no. I would like Novi Sad. I'm sad that Novi Sad is a city of I don't know 500, 600 people, and they don't have a decent basketball team. You know, I think they should play Adriatic League at least, and maybe even Euro Cup. That they have the capacity and the, and the fan base and everything. But somehow never things quite worked. I don't know why. Is what are the problems? But I would like maybe one day to to try to. To make it work, you know, to bring also some people who I believe, who I trust. There's a lot, I don't know, <clears throat> Milenko Tepic is from there, Milutinov, Nikola is from Novi Sad, Luka Mitrovic is from Novi Sad, uh, Radulica is also not far from there. So maybe we could make some, you know, some organization that, that can work. We'll see, I don't know. Mm, so, sounds exciting. Yeah. And you already kind of answered part of my next question, which is uh, the Nikola Klinic who left Zvezda, 
seven years ago already, Nikola Kalinic now. What do you like and what do you hate the most about that previous Nikola Kalinic? Oof, that's a good question. Yeah. Well, I like he was passionate and I like that he <clears throat> he was not backing out from anybody and he wanted to compete. And I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be same also today, but also obviously I was younger, I was hungrier, I was wilder. Also, that is maybe the, the part that I don't like, that I was maybe sometimes too wild. Uh, temperament, you know, <clears throat> I didn't know how to have connection or communication with coaches, with referees, maybe that because of that, maybe I didn't have even bigger career, but it was, you know, I tried to make it work my way. So maybe that was, that was good and the bad thing also in the same, in the same moment. So I think those are the, some things. Yeah. And what never changed that you never backed up, uh, backed off of anything, you know, you were always uh, not afraid of facing any challenges, but uh, what I've also heard from, from some players, uh, from some people that they said that one of your qualities is that you're always so bold about some stuff. I mean, you're making some bold decisions, bold moves. And I was just trying to, to think in what worst situations you kind of get yourself in trouble, maybe because of your bold decisions, bold moves, but at the same time, uh, what Mm, good things actually happened after you some, did something extraordinary, let's say. Do you remember any kind of examples? I don't know, there from, I never, I had one coach earlier in my career when I was really young and he, alibi, alibi players, you know, he was always for them not to be alibi players that you didn't try too much, so you didn't make a mistake too much, you know, so I'm just going to do the safe moves, I'm going to just be... You know, I'm not going to go to the extreme, you know, and I don't think that that's the way how to improve in any, in any way of your life. Okay, obviously you cannot risk everything. You can go to, I don't know, casino and risk your whole house on it, but uh, you should try. And I mean, mistakes are uh, part of life, so you're going to make mistakes, at least make it make it work you know so do something try something well what the worst case is going to be that you fail i mean okay so you fail and what you're gonna go home you're gonna be sad tomorrow you're gonna try again and that's life so there is this is how i see life and how i try to play also i don't know there were some some moments i don't know bold moments bold some maybe passes that nobody would throw or taking some three pointers i don't know especially in those playoff series or Final fours when they were maybe, how to say, letting me shoot or something. And what's the worst case? I'm going to shoot. I'm going to miss. I'm going to go bench. Somebody else is going to try and that's it. And if I, if I score, then then I'm uh, great, you know. So those are maybe some some examples that I that I remember. And for the end, uh, you signed with Vesda for a one-year contract. We already discussed all these conditions, which kind of. Uh, uh, which how how you approach the decision to come back to, to Zvezda and I was just uh, thinking uh, if you're all good playing at home uh, at your home country at your close to your home, hometown would you continue uh, to play for Zvezda even though Zvezda is in a kind of different difficult situation they don't know if they will play in the EuroLeague next, next year there is such an uncertainty because of the current EuroLeague situation for clubs uh, from Balkan region uh, what do you think about your future in, in this club? Well, we're going to see. We have some, it's two years deal with an option for oh, okay, me, both me, both me and the club uh, after first season. 
But we will see. I mean, now it's. I think it's too early to talk about anything like that. We had the cup. Okay, we won. Now everything is good. Everybody are happy and that. But the the main part of the season for teams in Adriatic leagues are is coming. You know, because if you don't win Adriatic league, you don't play Euroleague next season, and that's maybe the hard part in playing Adriatic league because. You're playing Euroleague, and then if you put too much effort in Euroleague, you're not going to be fresh for Adriatic League games. And at the end of the day, if you don't win Adriatic League, you're not going to play next year. And probably for everybody financially, it's better to play you know, than not to play. So it's kind of strange here, but we're going to see how the season ends. If they're happy, if I'm happy, if everything is, is well. I mean, like I told you, Basketball-wise, I feel great in Red Star. I feel great working with Dan Radonjic and everything is going well. Some things in in life, uh, aside of it, or in organization that I expected that they will improve in seven years. They improved? Mm, okay. <laughs> I don't know. They're working on it. <laughs> yeah, they're working on it. No, it's just that for some some, some things, I'm, I get disappointed, you know, that I don't think it's... Um, great deal to do something about those stuff and then I get disappointed but okay we will see I mean it's 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 long and it's long there is four or five months ahead of us and it's going to be very interesting also the Euroleague schedule is crazy now we need to play all the games we didn't play in December when we had coronavirus also to see if we are capable of of Getting closer to the top eight, we're gonna have two, three direct uh, matches against the against our rivals for that. So we will see also that also derby is coming in March one more time in Partizan is the host. So it's going to be fun. Really tough schedule ahead of us. So very, very, very last question: How do you feel as a Serbian uh, with such a basketball uh, history, basketball culture? Uh, it's of course a never-ending story. I mean, yeah. how many Serbian teams should play in the Euroleague? what kind of licenses uh, they should have. And for players like you, for example, who want to play at home with some clear future, let's say Zvezda, Partizan, they play, they have A licenses or freer licenses. So you should, you could uh, arrange your future much easier. How do you feel as a Serbian, as a basketball fan in general? Yeah, I mean, there's a problem for all the, for all the teams in, in situations like ours. Like you said, even for the club, if you have three, three years license or five years license, you can make some plan, okay? This season we're gonna have this, or this season we're gonna let these younger guys play, and then we're gonna have them in two years to be ready to be the leaders, and then gonna we bring somebody else. It's easier to organize like this. It's a, it's just one year, you know, and you're either king or you are nobody in March, April when you play the finals of the Adriatic League, and that's why it's also such a big uh, tension and nervous, you know, when they are Budućnost and Red Star, when they were playing last year, it was crazy. It was like they are going to war, you know. Okay, mm -hmm. I, I like tension. It's great to have that, that you want the victory, but it's not healthy. It's sport uh, at the end of the day. It's, it should be fun, you know. Also, the people on the stands should, should be happy that they came and, okay, you can boo some other team, but not that you wish somebody to die, you know to say to him, uh, you know, or to wait for the players to hit them with something. I mean, those those are the things that that I really don't like. And for that, I would really, it doesn't matter, okay, Red Star, Partizan, whoever, CSKA, if something is going to the court, all the fans are out. I don't care, you know, you need to make a court safe environment for playing, you know, I mean, so... 
like you said, I don't know, for Serbians, obviously, financially, I don't think it's possible for two teams to play in in the Euroleague. It happened before, I think, that one season, and at the end, it turned out that it wasn't such a good such a good uh, scenario because they they lost against Tibona and Cedevita, if I remember correctly, in Adriatic League. So probably one team, but I don't know. I just, I like you said, it's very uncertain. I think the, the whole problem is that nobody knows what's going to happen next year. You, they need to make uh, some clear, clear things that EuroLeague plays this, I don't know, 10 licensed teams, three teams from there, two teams from EuroCup, and that everybody knows what are the options. What do you change every year? So nobody knows, you know, is it going to be two teams, one team? Is it going to be, you know, team from Serbia? Is it going to be team from there? And it's, that's why people are a little bit getting, you know, I think because of tradition and, and, and the fan base, I think Serbia should have one, one place, but everybody thinks for their country that their country should, should have the one place, you know, but we will see. When or to make it a, sorry, to make uh -huh. it like a system, like in football, you know, that you earn points and then according to that, you can you have that much uh, teams in Euroleague, Euro Cup, you know, something like that. To put also national team and teams and to say, hey, national team won silver medal and the team was, I don't know, fifth in Euroleague, okay, they're going to have two teams next year in Euroleague or something like that, you know, but they need to make it certain so you know, okay, this is this is the the scenario and this is the rules. How, how many years it will take for Serbia uh, to stop throwing things on the court at players because for example I've, we were in, in in Serbian Cup final yeah. there was no violence which is yeah. which was very good okay there was one flare which went over Zvezda fans there were again things going on the court but just can you imagine the situation where you eliminate all these flares to, thrown out at fans all these coins and stuff on the court it would be amazing experience exactly and it's you know it's and not it's asking for a lot Exactly. I mean, it, it and it wouldn't ruin the the atmosphere. You know, exactly. the atmosphere would still be crazy, yeah. and people would still be cheering and singing, and everybody would be hating. But just come on, you go, you're meeting you after the game. I was saying, you know, we were high fiving with uh, partisan players, and something hits you, you know, and you're like, come on, man. I mean, if you want to hit me, but also mm. your partisan player is there, well, so you could hit your own Like it happened with Jelko. He was complaining at referee and somebody threw something and it hit the face of referee. So it was that close of Jelko. Exactly, exactly. So those are, those are the crazy things. I mean, for me that, I mean, and like you said, it's nothing, it wouldn't ruin, you know, uh, we are not mm -hmm. fans anymore. They don't allow us to throw. I mean, no, you would be even better fans. You would sing even more and it would be even, even better, you know, and mm, I don't know. For me, that is uh, that's the thing that I don't and really, I, I, I cannot, I'm trying to understand, but that you come to the game and you throw something and even if you hit that somebody that you wanted your target, I mean, I don't know, really, I, 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 I cannot understand. Yeah, Nikola Kalinic suggests uh, a different type of uh, targets and hitting shots instead of yeah, uh, I mean, of course, instead of things on the court. <laughs> and like I said, always I like really I like playing in a heated atmospheres, and it makes me you know to be even better player and to be even more focused. But those things it happened earlier that the the bottles, even the glass bottles, were hitting our team manager into the into the head, making him bleed. Or they were throwing also 
the, the, the seats to the court. I mean, the, I really don't understand, you know, we are playing sport, we are, we are having fun and somebody's going to get injured. I mean, you are playing, it's not war. If you want to go to war, then go to the military and go to war. I mean, then you're going to really be able to hurt people. But this is sport. I mean, enjoying it and cheer for your team, hate on the other team opponent and have fun. I mean, I mean that's, I don't know. So for this, yes, I, mean, I wish no war. Uh, I wish. Uh, I, yeah, I wish no military at all, yeah. no war at all. But and if you have that, things not being thrown on the court at or, or go go to go to the boxing arena or kickbox. <laughs> I mean, there are so many ways to express yourself, to express your energy, and to channel that energy you have. I mean, it's really that simple. I mean, Nikola Kalinic, uh, thanks uh, a lot for your time and for your thoughts and probably wish you all peace. Follow basketnews.com. Yeah, thank you very much for having me and have fun in Serbia. <laughs>